I lift my eyes towards the mountain. What will be the source of my help? An unnamed poet, perhaps in Solomon's court, wrote these words to open Psalm 121. Her poetry is so timeless as it expresses a facet of Jewish spiritual ideal, something we've been emphasizing this entire high holiday cycle. She's reminding us that we human beings have the capacity to discover meaning and find balance in our lives by engaging in simple spiritual acts that are not inaccessible or comprehensible only to a chosen few. They're not something that's across the heaven or the seas or something you need a rabbi or prophet to help you access, but something that's so available to you because it's innate to the holiness that is a part of who you are. Despite all the challenges you're facing, the disappointments in our society and world we're experiencing, the exasperation or loss of hope you might feel right now, the psalmist teaches at any moment, you can lift your eyes up towards the heights of existence, towards the higher part of yourself, and understand, may I and Yavo Ezri, that the source of your help to face these challenges has been in you and around you all the time. That wonder that Abraham Joshua Heschel, as a modern poet prophet, told us to look for in the everyday. You have that capacity to connect to the awesomeness of your life, to the holy, and begin the work again of becoming the blessing you know you always wanted to be. If it's so easy, why don't we always just lift up our eyes and connect with the glory of our being? Why don't we remember that we are holy and that God works through us? Well, with so many pressures in our lives, especially this past year, with so many rough places we experienced along the way, the seemingly intractable problems of the world we feel in our bones right now, Endless racism, senseless violence, renewed anti-Semitism in this country, COVID killing so many people, and the fires, fires that are burning the homes of our members as we speak right now up north. We wonder, has our work also mechanized our spirits when we thought tech was going to move us forward. We work all the time, and now working at home even more. It's no wonder that our eyes are often cast down. Busy trying to just keep one foot in front of the other, it's easy to lose hope, not just in society, but in yourself. Can we be more, we yet wonder? What happened to whom we dreamed we would be when in our youth we were filled with that sense of infinite possibility? Well, this life's pressure can make you forget that you're holy, 
And that the world around you, despite its problems, is filled, as Heschel taught, with radical amazement and yet so much potential. And we sometimes forget that in our precious Judaism, we are taught that God inspires us, but then needs us to act to turn ourselves and the world towards blessing. Esai that presence permeating life, if we connect to it, tries to help you vision what should be, and then have the courage to work for that change. Multiple stories in the Torah exemplify this. They give us warning about that reflexive action of only looking down, of getting stuck in the mud of existence when the waters of life are actually ready to part around us. Let me share two of them. The first is the Akedah, the binding of Isaac, which we read about 10 days ago on Rosh Hashanah. There Abraham sets out on that journey we can't understand, preparing to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Because looking down, that's what he thinks is expected of him. That's what he thinks he has to do to propitiate the deity and just keep plowing forward. The second is when the prophet Balaam prepared to go put a curse on our ancestors as they made their way towards the promised land. He was supposed to be a prophet for good. But his desire for wealth caused him only to become a very narrow person and just look down, willing to be a magician for hire, willing to do what's wrong if the payment was right. Well, in the Akedah, as you know so well, Avram has Isaac carry the wood on his back. They march up the mountain together. He binds him and then prepares to offer him to the eternal. But at the last moment, he hears an angelic call from somewhere, maybe from his conscience, and he finally looks up. And he sees that his life and this religion can be something greater. And so he offers a ram in Isaac's stead, and he transforms Western civilization. An angel also plays a role in Balaam's story as he sets forth on his ass to curse our ancestor. The angel blocks the road. Maybe it was the same angel from Avram, but this time as a fiery sword. The prophet, in his haste to make money, doesn't see it. He's looking down. He just wants to get the job done. He's blinded. But the animal stalks in his track and saves his life. And Balaam finally looks up and hears the angel's admonition to be a blessing. Matovu ohalecha Yaakov, mishkenotecha Yisrael. He finally utters with vision when he looks out at the Israelites. And we say his words to this very day. How beautiful your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. In each story, a person so capable of holiness and wonder and blessing is blinded to their holy possibility. Only looking down, they're stuck in habits of bad behavior. This holiday asks the same of you. Are you stuck? It's not till they look up till they realize that there is a different vision. And in fact, the mountain where Avram binds Isaac. Afterwards, he gives it a new name. 
The name is on the mountain of the eternal. There is vision. These high holidays, as we close them now, they ask you to think about what blinds you in your life. Where are you stuck in small-mindedness, in the hate you must let go of, the personal disappointment that binds you down, anything that causes you not to see how you can be a blessing. They ask you all in their different ways, Esai to look up and see as the Midrash teaches that the mountain or high place is always in front of you. The burning bush is always there on fire. That uplifting presence is waiting for you to look deeper and then realize you can change. To me, this is why engagement with Jewish life is so important. It's what we try to share with you this entire high holiday season. This thing, Judaism, gives you the spiritual, intellectual, and communal engagement, the means to vision your life from the majesty of being. And then having looked higher, understand how you can repair yourself and how you have the strength to change a part of your world. The rituals, the Torah study, the call to social justice, the engagement with minyan, with community, they're all part of the civilization we call Judaism. They all inspire us to look further into our own life's possibility and see not just what our lives are, but in the time we have left, what life can be. That's why you need this Judaism. You need it more than just at the high holidays for it gives you an ongoing framework of being. The gates of the new year are closing, but the angels are always beckoning you to look towards the heights in this year to come and there have vision and there be inspired to be nurturers of the planet and not its destroyers to bring comfort to the depressed and the oppressed, to be kinder than you were, to be more compassionate, to be better to yourself, to love more. And as you build your world of hope, you can be the blessing you know you are supposed to be. May you, with these gates near you, with a mountain in front of you, have the vision to write yourself into the book of life. Amen.